Big news today, Nick. Today's an eventful day. This day that we're recording, Nick. That's big correct. day. It's Friday of Comic-Con. It's Friday of Comic-Con. Big news coming out of Comic-Con. And big news in my life, I mean. Oh, uh, I, ha- I have already heard about this so many times, Ben, that it's old news to me. It's old news to you, but maybe not to everybody else. Guys, welcome to the Trelure Blazures. I'm one of your hosts, Ben Moon. Joined by the illustrious Nick Kelly. The other one. The other one. Uh, what, is, what is the news in my life? Uh, well, today was my last day, and, and it was really not just a day of work, but my last day of work uh, at the, uh, the foundation company I worked for. And uh, next week, Monday, is my first day at a new company. What kind of a new company? It is an augmented reality, merged reality software company that... Uh, you know, it's uh, software as a service. It's kind of like similar to what I was doing before. It's kind of a startup type of uh, thing. Very excited about it. So Pokemon Go, gotcha. So Pokemon Go. So I work for I work for Pokemon Go. Um, I've got to catch them all. That's my job. And anyway, I'm very excited. But uh, you know, that's so big changes here. Big changes over in my life. Very good. Yeah, uh, so anyway, uh, very exciting uh, podcast this week. We skipped a week last week, and why did we skip a week? Do you know? Yeah, I do know. It was because it was the Mega Dregs lands. It was boogerific. We, we were too tired, weren't we? Yeah, so it's hard to muster up a lot of enthusiasm when you have to do two Dregs lands episodes in a row, so we just instead did not. We didn't, and uh, all of the sponsors were furious. They were really mad, but, you know. But we control them. They don't control us. We control them. We make the content around here. They're, they're, we're not in, in here with them. They're in here with us. That's right. Yeah. Well, folks, uh, we got a great episode for you today. Uh, there has been uh, Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con going on. Uh, it's going on as we record. Yeah, and tomorrow's the big day. We record on Fridays. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow, Saturday, is the big day, so we'll probably still have a bunch of new trailers next week, too. It'll be fun, yeah. And we've got a, a pretty stacked list this week. We had, to, we had to cut out some garbage, some dumpster fodder. We had to cut out. Some fillers. Week. Fillers. We don't, this is, hey, listen, this isn't some rich woman's lips. There's no fillers. <laughs> okay? Correct. All right, folks. Well, let's start off with talking about what we done had watched this past week. What we done watched. And I got to say, I finished Tokyo Vice, Nick. Fantastic show. It is my favorite show this year. I'll say it. Favorite this year. Luckily, it got uh, renewed for season two with that cliffhanger ending. Yeah, it did. So, I, you know, I got to know what happens. Uh, I'm ready for it. Um, I started watching Severance. I want to watch that too. It's excellent. Everybody talks about how good it is. They were right, you know. The general consensus is right. It's it's great. A lot of good stuff on that Apple. Yeah, a lot of good stuff on that Apple. Uh, I am caught up with Westworld. And uh, you know what? I am enjoying this season. It does kind of a... Um, well, I won't give any spoilers. Anyway... It's uh, it's good. It's it's good. It's better than definitely better than season three. I'll tell you that. That doesn't seem like it would be very hard to do. No, it's and it's picked up. You know, it kind of started kind of slow, but it's it's picked up. Uh, I have watched 
two episodes now of the Resident Evil Netflix show. And have you as, as well? I think I I only have one left. Oh, oh, so you like you've like made your way through it. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, it's so. What I like about it is every single game, no matter how goofy, is canon to the show, and yeah. they they make a lot of references to the, some of the goofier things that happen in the game. And uh, I just enjoy. I like the cast, and I like Resident Evil, and I don't like Resident Evil in the way where people get super hung up on live action resident evil stuff like resident evil is incredibly dumb in any form yeah yeah we are not precious about resident evil we're not no i can't get behind being precious about resident evil it's so stupid it's so stupid a property Uh, i'm gonna make a statement okay i'm gonna gonna put this out there nick i don't think that resident evil fans would be pleased with anything well they don't Uh, even like the games Ah, so if we were supposed to rank this crap, uh, it, it's like Star. It's like no, it's like video game fans, then Star Wars fans, and then Resident Evil fans, just for like toxic communities. Marvel's getting pretty toxic too. The bigger it gets, the more and more toxic people. I just don't have any time for that. You know, I I'm not precious about it. It's fine. I don't I don't these these hate it. people they want to hate on it. I mean, I, I don't see really what there's to hate about it. I can say it maybe. Maybe watch a few episodes and be like, I'm not into it and, and, and piecing out. But ah, these people with these, they're not liking anything. At the very least, you have an eight-episode show where Ella Belinska is the main character. Yeah, and we and we get Lance Reddick. I'll, I'll be loving Lance Reddick. Yeah. He's great. He's one of the best. Uh, so that's all the things that I have watched. What what else have you watched? Um, I, I'm caught up on Star Trek Strange New Worlds. That first season ended. That was really great. I like that a lot. Uh, it reminds me of the of the older Star Trek shows like Voyager in them where uh, not like some of the episodes are goofy and like really weird Star Trekky episodes, so they're not taking themselves very seriously, which a lot of new shows take themselves very seriously, you know. So yeah. I like that. So Star Trek Strange New Worlds was great. Missy and Missy says that's like her favorite now. Yeah, I can see that. It's really cool. It's it's very colorful. I like the plots. I like the actors. I like the characters. It's very good. Um, Only Murders in the Building season two. I've been watching. This is a really good season. There's five episodes out so far. I have no idea who did it yet, so that's fun. And Martin Short is the best human being. And then I saw Thor: Love and Thunder in the movie theater. What'd you think? I liked it. It's not as good as Ragnarok. That's what everybody says. It's not as good. Yeah, everybody says that. Yeah, but I I had a good time. I enjoyed it. It's a. I see some reviews that are like the best Thor movie yet, and like, well, it's very much not better than Ragnarok, because you know you're never going to capture that first initial magic of having a new take on this character. You know. Yeah. I've, I've, I've seen a lot of people that say this. There's not enough gore, the God Butcher, and there's too much comedy. What do you think about those reviews? The tone was erratic because of how short the movie was. How, wait, how long is it? It's only two hours, which I know is standard for movies, but it, it needed more. And so because it was so short, it felt to me that the comedy was too close to some of the plot elements. Mm. And it would sort of trip over itself sometimes, or it would undercut itself. Huh. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. 
I if it was a half an hour better, or I mean, if it was a half an hour longer, then I would start to entertain some of these reviews about it being the best. But it wasn't a half an hour longer, and so it wasn't as good as Ragnarok. Is was there a, some internet um, headlines clickbait that was saying like there's a four hour supercut of it? Well. Taika, the like that happens with every movie. The first cut of every movie is like four hours long, and uh, then they take it to the editing bay. And Taika hates director's cuts, so there's no secret cut. Like he's like the movie is the movie. He thinks director's cuts are self indulgent. Mm, okay. Speaking of that, the, uh, the there's these internet things that say that uh, the Snyder verse. Or the Snyder cut of uh, is it Justice League? That one, that's in yeah, one? yeah, Justice League. That 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 the calls for the Snyder cut were mostly bots, and that those were uh, basically uh, because of Snyder. Like Zack Snyder sort of led the charge, and so the only person really calling for the Snyder cut was Snyder himself. Yeah, I just I don't believe that anyone could love the works of Zack Snyder so deeply. I just he's such a middle of the road guy. Like he's made some uh, good stuff. I got a I got a hard question for you. Zack Snyder or Michael Bay? That is I I I think I like Zack Snyder more because there are oh, that's a really hard question. Let me think. It, yeah. So Zack Snyder made Dawn of the Dead which in 2004 based on uh-huh. this script by James Gunn. So who gets the credit? For that being good. That's a tough one. Yeah. Because that movie's great. Because like, that came out before we were sick of zombies. Uh, mm-hmm. It's one of the best zombie things. Uh, so I really like that. I like Zack Snyder's Watchmen. Um, I know that a lot of people don't. I think it's the best adaptation of Watchmen you can get without literally doing it word for word. Unless you're mad about the squid, which I understand if you are. What else did he do? He did a lot of stuff that I don't like. Like, I don't like 300. I don't like most of his stuff. But Michael Bay, do I like Do I like any Michael Bay? I like that first Transformers, and I like The Island. Those are the two Michael Bay movies I like. I think I like The Rock. Oh, yeah. He's got to have something. Does he? He's, very, he's pretty bad. I don't like either one of them. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> None. How about that? Okay, well, enough enough talking about these ninnies. Let's talk about some real new news. This is the Dumb Dudes News Network. Yeah, with Comic-Con going on, we'll probably get more news tomorrow, so next week will be even more newsy. The Marvel panels tomorrow, and I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Do you, well, do you think they're going to save a lot for D23? Yeah, that's my fear. Is they're going to save? I want the big, the big map of the next ten movies or whatever. But I feel like we're not going to get that until D23. Yeah, uh, I do want to talk about this. There's a on Reddit today. Somebody asked a question like, "What if you could figure out like what to do about Chadwick Boseman not being T'Challa?" Um, what, you know, what would you, what would you do to sort of, you know, start the movie off or whatever? And someone said, 
have Gore the God Butcher kill the Panther God. And so you can't go to like if like once you die or whatever, you can't go to the ancestors place or whatever. Because that was like that'd be like a plot hole that, you know, if Shuri becomes Black Panther, she doesn't, you know, she would maybe talk to either T'Challa or T'Chaka or I don't know, whoever. Yeah. But anyway, you could avoid that whole thing if the Panther God is like dead. Yeah. And so they have to redo the the herb, you know, or whatever, and you know, figure a way around that. And it kind of starts off with the Panther God getting killed by Gore at the beginning, or I don't know, something along those lines. I was like, there, there were some pretty good like suggestions in that in that thread. She has a little cameo in Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh. Yeah. She's at at a place with a bunch of other gods. Well, there you go. So, I don't know. We'll see. Who knows what they're going to do. Yep. Anyway, uh, we got, guys, we got the first set photos from the Fallout TV show. And I got to say, they look pretty good. Yeah, so it was an image of a Super Duper Mart, which means that they'll be taking some inspiration from Fallout 3 and beyond, at least. And if you've ever played Fallout games, Fallout 3 is probably the best one. Uh, it is the best one. Um, oh, I love the calm ending. Calm down, all of you New Vegas people. Yeah, you, you New Vegas people can calm down. Uh, three was the best. Uh, the sto- story was the best. It was fun. The ending was awesome. God, I love the ending. Like the final mission in three is just, it was perfect. Yeah, uh, I love, it was so I love good. It. So anyway, so that's great. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty hopeful for that. Um, they have already renewed Wheel of Time for season three. Yep, we're getting some season three renewal news. So, uh, Wheel of Time comes out, uh, season two comes out in fall, and I think they filmed season one and two kind of at the same time, and, Mm. uh, but season three, I, this was news, so season three's coming. I really liked season one a lot. I tried to read those books, and they were too thick for me and my dumb brain, so I, I enjoy watching it on TV more. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I don't know that I'll start the books, but I'll def. I definitely need to watch that season one for sure. Yeah, don't read the books. Watch the show. Mm-hmm. That's. I'm saying to you, not everyone in general. <laughs> that's. I mean, you know me. That's. I think that's probably good. Good advice. Yep. Uh, we also got a season three renewal for Resident Alien with Alan Tudyk, and uh, that show is really, really good. I love it. So this makes me happy. Yay! And also. <laughs> Okay, so uh, my favorite time of any year is when Ryan Gosling goes on press junkets for movies because he's so weird and he doesn't like uh, doing press junkets. So he gets even weirder when he's doing them and he's like really sarcastic and coy all the time in these interviews. And then someone asked him if, if the rumors of him playing Nova were true and he said they weren't and he said he wants to play Ghost Rider. And then they were like, Ghost Rider. And he's like, yep. And I was like, is this because he's married to Eva Mendez and she's in Ghost Rider with Nicolas Cage? <laughs> and then at a different interview, someone asked him if he could have one movie on an island or something, what would it be? And he said Ghost Rider because he likes the actress in it. <laughs> uh, so do you think he's serious? I, you, you never can tell with him. I think he would do it. I think he would... Because he also said, uh, since he worked with the Russo brothers, he since they directed The Gray Man, he thinks that uh, they could manifest something for him since they worked with Marvel. I just want him to be in there, and then all of a sudden I'll have a random new favorite Marvel character, and it will be completely unrelated. I'll have to cosplay a new character. Yeah. 
Um, I, I don't I don't have a problem with that. I'd I'd actually like to see Ghost the two Ghost Riders. I'd like to see both both of them like multiversal. Yeah, yeah. We get uh, Johnny Blaze. We get who is who is Cosmic Ghost Rider? Was that Frank Castle? Oh, that uh, God, I don't know. That's a good. I don't know. Uh, robot voice? Do you know? <laughs> yeah, Frank Castle is Cosmic Ghost Rider. Okay. So, like, you could get John Bernthal being Cosmic Ghost Rider. Oh my God, dude, that would be so cool. It'd be so weird and cool, and it just—that's what I want. Well, I saw someone edit a clip from The Place Beyond the Pines where Ryan Gosling's on the motorcycle and made him look like Johnny Blaze, and it was cool. <laughs> nice. And then the last bit of news we have is something that we'll know about next episode for sure. And this is a rumor about tomorrow, the Marvel panel. There's a rumor that they're going to have news about uh, the new X-Men revival in the MCU and that they're going to announce a movie called The Mutants. What do you think about a movie called The Mutants? I mean, it makes sense if there's if the if this is like the start of the mutants in the MCU, which we got a little hint of. I don't know if it's is it too early to talk about that. Talk about what? The the mutant name drop. Um, I'm gonna say, yeah, it's probably too early. Okay, so probably too early. We had a mutant reference. Uh, obviously, uh, there was a, a multiverse variant of a mutant in Multiverse of Madness. So, we're getting ready here. We're gearing up. And I think Namor is going to be a mutant in uh, Wakanda Forever because he's the first mutant. Yeah. Some of, one person had a theory that to Ch- that um, the movie opens with T'Challa getting killed by Namor. And then they're, they're, like, they're at war. Uh, uh-huh the what atlantis and uh wakanda wakanda are at war and then come to find out you know they the real villain is revealed uh and somebody was like it's dr doom uh and then you know wakanda and atlantis have to battle dr doom or whoever you know the the big the bad is um i would be okay with this i would i would too like yeah like because get it get us ready for fantastic four bring bring dr doom in and we're Huge Doctor Doom fans here, so yes, we are. Man, I I want so much to hear the can't just I want the cast for Fantastic Four more than anything, so I can stop reading yeah. people's bad fan casting on Instagram. <laughs> I know. I just I want Fantastic Four in the MCU permanent fixtures. Thank you. Thank very you. Much. Thank you. All right, well, that does it for all the new news, folks. And that brings us to the question times. Ooh, it's been a while. The Questerms terms. It has. And I don't know why I made this question this week. Um, I don't know why Jenny Slate was on the mind. I must have seen her in something. Probably. I, I guess I did. Maybe on Instagram or I don't know, something. Anyway, the question this week is uh, Jenny Slate, let's just pretend she wants to be uh, recast as a Marvel hero because you know she was in the first uh, uh, Venom movie. Multiverse. We want her in the MCU timeline. Yeah, MCU timeline. And so she, if, we, if we're going to recast her as a Marvel hero, what are some heroes that she could play? I, I picked a hero and a villain. Yep. Or an anti-hero sometimes, I guess. It's fine. So my, my first thought was Tigra, uh, a.k.a. Greer Nelson. And I love Tigra, and I love her with Moon Knight, and Jenny Slate's funny, and Tigra's funny. So I thought 
that she would be a good Tigra. I also think Allison Bree would be a really good Tigra. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then my other one, which I think this might actually be better, is Beetle 2. So uh, the Spider-Man villain Beetle has a daughter who uh, is the second Beetle, Beetle 2. And I think Jenny Slate would be a funny Beetle 2 because of the way that Beetle 2 acts in the Black Cat comics. Just ah. They have the same vibe. Okay. So I went kind of a different uh, approach to this. So Jenny Slate grew up uh, in a Jewish family, played a, a large role in her life. She's just culturally, culturally Jewish right now. Um, and so I picked some Jewish uh, characters. Kitty Pride is Jewish okay. in the X-Men. So I thought, well, you know, maybe we could do that. Maybe an older Kitty Pride, you know, I don't know. Uh, or maybe Songbird. Um, because Songbird is uh, is screaming Mimi, which is like a wrestler. That she was trying to be a wrestler in the comics for a while. And uh, sort of had this big personality when she became this wrestling personality. And I just thought, oh, Jenny Flake Slate could pull that off, you know. Yeah, we have a Marvel Legends action figure of uh, Songbird. Oh, do you really? Yeah, I think I think it's in a box, but it was on Jess's desk for a long time. Nice. Uh, but let us know who if who could Jenny Slate be. Let us know who you think would be good in the MCU, the Mar- or the, you know the Marvel Cinematic Universe, folks. Uh, all right, so that's enough for the questions. Times. Let's talk about these here new 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 new. Trailers, folks. We have an Adele Dazine. The wickedly talented Adele Dazine. A Dazine. Yes, folks. We and these are we had some good fun stuff to talk about. Yep. Uh, the first one is uh, Spin Me Round. This is this. We've already seen a, like a teaser of this, haven't we? Yeah, we had yeah. like a and we were like, is this about like a joke? Apple or not Applebee's Olive Garden origin story <laughs> or something? Yeah, and it's uh, it's. It's not that. Um, no. This is definitely its own story, and it's just uh, using something similar, I, I think. Uh, but this is uh, sort of a, a corrupt CEO type of story, it seems, you know. And yeah, the uh, the plot synopsis is: a woman wins an all-expenses trip to a company's gorgeous institute outside of Florence, and also the chance to meet the restaurant chain's wealthy and charismatic owner. She finds a different adventure than the one she had ma- imagined. So this dude that's there and his assistant, who is played by Aubrey Plaza, are sort of like, it seems like they lured her there because the guy maybe had a crush on her and was like spying on his employees or something. I mean, and who wouldn't? I mean, uh, uh, um, yeah, Alison Brie. Alison Brie is uh, very attractive. Yes. Uh, And Trisha Helfer's in this movie and Molly Shannon and she's hilarious and Tim Heidecker and Fred Armisen. Yeah, Molly Shannon in this trailer. They, Molly Shannon looks pretty dang funny in this. Yeah, she does. Uh, so does uh, Aubrey Plaza. She seems like she's playing like kind of like a meaner April. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I just I'll watch. I have proven that I will watch anything with Alison Brie in it, and I I've watched some less good things she was in. So hopefully this is a, a better one. Yeah, Alison Brie in that red dress. Whew. Yeah, Alison Brie always. Yeah. Yeah, in that chef costume too. I was like, "Good grief!" Yeah, the I hat. Mean, I don't know why, why the little chef hat was so endearing. Yeah, it really was. Uh, anyway, so this uh, may have to check this out. Got the, because you know, just because of the cast, just because yep. of the cast. This is the one where the cast is selling it for me. Yep. Okay, guys, we have two trailers. The next two trailers are both 
for the Rings of Power. Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. That's right. So, the first trailer that we got was a week ago when we didn't record. This was the only good one last week. Yeah. Uh, And we were just like, we'll talk about it next time. And this one does a really good job of showing off the architecture and aesthetics and that they cared about it and it has a budget. Yep. A lot of sweeping shots in Galadriel and Elven cities. And the, the the mines in their heyday with the dwarves. Yep, the mines of Moria. Yeah, a very different mine than, than you're used to seeing in the uh, Lord of the Rings films. These are like fully operational Death Stars. They've got waterfalls. They're beautiful, you know, lo- full of life and, and things are growing and it looks really cool. Yeah, it does. Uh, and then... If that wasn't enough, we got a three-minute San Diego Comic-Con trailer for it. And Bruh. I was trying to not get my hopes up for this, and now it's 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 beyond, like... You're, you're fully hopes up. I'm fully invested. Like, it looks fantastic. It looks excellent. It really looks good. The, the orcs look awesome. The orcs, the trolls, the dwarves, the... Uh, just the architecture, the camera work, nothing looks cheap. It's yeah. just, I can't believe... I mean, I'm glad they spent Amazon levels of money on this. Yeah. I cannot wait for this. Uh-huh. It's... It, imagine... Like, I'm just trying to think of the sheer dramatic shift in my opinion of this project. Yeah. From, yeah. If you go back to when we were first talking about it in, like, earlier episodes... I don't think either one of us thought this was probably not a good idea, you know? Like, we're like, oh, they're going to make it weird, and who are they? Who are they to tread upon these grounds? And then I'm like, oh, well, actually, Morvid Clark is a really, really good Galadriel. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. It's just, it's, some of the music scores were, like, getting close to the Howard Shore scores. It's awesome. Yeah. It, it just everything, I... I really don't have any criticisms. Like everything I've seen is, is looks really good. So yeah, they they put us in our place. I'll tell you. The, yeah, they did. So uh, fully on board. Can't wait. Uh, and uh, I don't know how much more we'll see before it actually comes out. Yeah. Well, it comes out in September, so we're getting closer to it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, taking a, a a deep turn, a a very uh, sharp turn. We have a full-length trailer for The Monsters, directed by uh, Rob Zombie. Yeah. And uh, what in the fresh heckin'-de-heck heck was yeah, this? I don't know. Uh, this looks really, really terrible. It I, looks off. It's look, it looks so cheap, and it, the tone is all over the place. Yeah, it's just... Rob Zombie's a bad filmmaker, and I have a lot more to say about this when we get to the Halloween ends trailer spoiler alert i have a lot more to say about rob zombie um what what would you compare this to nick that's a good question it looks like you know they used to do made for tv movies about like scandals every time something happened like there was like a made for tv movie about the uh partridge family actors or something like that and it reminds me of that like some ABC afternoon made-for-TV movie, like a, it's really cheap and bad. Yeah, it, it's like uh, it's like these super low-budget horror films that that get made by like 
community college groups or mm-hmm. you know uh except without all the gore and and adult stuff and it's just it looks like they a shoestring budget somebody who doesn't know what they're doing it, it was just you watch it going what on earth why was this made who made this i know who made this but what but who made this no one should have allowed Rob Zombie to make anything after he tried to make Halloween sequels. This is Uwe Boll level, dude. It is, yeah. It looks really bad. It looks so bad. I just, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Yet again, the monsters drop a peg to me. Yeah. Yeah. You win. As I often do. As you often do. Uh, all right, so then we have a trailer for The Moderator. Saban! This is the Saban of the week. Uh, yep. This looks terrible. Yes. Start. Let's start there. Are these Saban movies getting worse? Are they coming out? Are they even coming out? I don't think so. So this is... I, I accidentally X'd out the IMDb. Because I thought I it was the, the Munsters, but it was The Moderator. Uh, maybe you should help the audience out and just leave it closed. Well, I already reopened it. So oh, no. The plot of this is, after the murder of her two Scandinavian friends in Morocco, a Russian blogger decides to do her own justice. Well, first of all, Russian bloggers don't do justice. They do cyber war crimes. Yeah. And second... They still Bitcoin. Yeah, they're just... Yeah, I don't buy the premise. This is... This is maybe the cheapest, lamest-looking Saban movie yet. It has Robert Nepper in it, who's, like, the most perfect guy ever to be in Saban stuff. He was, like, on Prison Break and, like, iZombie and stuff. And it's like, yeah, now he's going to be in Saban stuff. That makes sense. Well, at any rate, uh, he's in this. Look, the woman in this, the actress in this, maybe weighs 110 pounds. Maybe. And she's taking out dudes who are bigger than me, and it's just like, no, I I don't I don't believe this stuff, y'all. I don't believe this, okay? I don't believe this. She's taking them out. She's fighting. She's a blogger. That's like even stupid. Like that's even less believable. This is why are we making this? Like if she's doing this kind of stuff, she needs a weapon or like a sword to cut dudes or a gun or both. You know, even the even the the score a little bit weapons, but like she doesn't have any of that. She's just going in bare knuckling it. She's just bare knuckling it. Well, luckily it's a Saban movie, so it'll never come out. It will never come out. So, and like there, there's only like two lines in this trailer from the main character, the girl. So it's just like, are, do you not? Are you not confident in the way that she's talking? I don't know. Probably not. Uh, thanks. No, thanks. Okay. This one, this next one, guys, I'm really excited about. This is Dungeons and Dragons, um, Honor Among Thieves. Yep. So this the plot is, is not available yet for this on IMDb, but it's an, okay. I, it's a Dungeons and Dragons movie with, uh, Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Sophia Lillis, uh, that dude that everyone was in love with from Bridgerton, Hugh Grant. Uh, what's that guy's name? Reg- Reggie John Page or something? I could I look at that. the list of actors and then not have to try and remember them. You probably could do that. Um, this trailer I thought was perfect. And you don't know why? Because why? I wasn't sure about this. And after I saw the trailer, I was like, I'm in. I can't wait to see this. You got me. You made yeah. me want to see the movie. The point of the trailer is to make you want to see the movie. And you know what they did? They made me want to see the movie. 
So yeah, uh, this looks pretty fun. This, although I'll, I will say that this looks like it will either be really fun or really bad in a way that makes it fun. I don't think there will be any in between. Like it won't just be okay. It's going to either be really, really cheesy and bad or, or like a really fun, good action movie. Yeah. You know, I think for the most part, Chris Pine picks good scripts for the most part. And they mostly come at night. Mostly. Uh-huh. I don't know if I can say that about Mich- Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, no, she... she's in fast movies. <laughs> I don't know. What else has she been in besides this? Fast and Furious? Lost. Right, I know that. Avatar. Oh, she was in Avatar? She was the helicopter pilot in Avatar. Oh, God, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. She's in some dumb... She's in that Uwe Boll movie, Blood Rain, I think. <gasps> no way. Yeah, I think she's in Blood Rain. That actress, got, that just killed her career. Well, it really didn't because she was in Fast movies after that. No, no, I'm not talking about Michelle Rodriguez. I'm talking about the main... Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. The blood rain. Yeah, she was just like a side character in that. Mm. Um, yeah, Michelle Rodriguez, I, I loved her in Lost. Like, I just thought she was so good looking <laughs> in Lost. Uh, that... I don't know that I've ever been attracted to her. I don't, think I'm, I don't think I've ever been attracted to her. You should watch season two of Lost again. Maybe see if it... <laughs> go back does it for you i don't think i can do i don't watch tv shows twice uh who else is in this sophia lillis from it she was bev in it Mm. uh she's like that i think the shapeshifter character i don't i don't play D &D, so i don't uh know all the classes and stuff i don't know she had like little horns so maybe she's a tiefling or something no maybe or or something else i don't know yeah who knows but she can turn into an owlbear yeah that's who she is. And then Chris Pine's kind of starting to look like Timothy Oliphant these days, uh, which is not a bad thing for him. And sure. I like Chris Pine. And Hugh Grant is in it, and he's in it because he thought it felt like making Monty Python on the Holy Grail, he said. <laughs> ha! How funny. So, But, yeah, I think this looks fun, and I want to see it. Yeah, I can't wait for this now. This is, this is on my list now. Put it on the list. All right, then we have a trailer for House of the Dragon. This is uh, Targaryenville. Yeah, this trailer was pretty cool. Um, yeah, it was a good trailer. It was. It made me think. It made me realize that it wasn't being made by those guys that made the other one, David Benioff and DB Vice or whatever. The other one. Yeah, the other one. It was, like I saw this and I was like, oh yeah, this isn't being made by those dorks. Yeah. And maybe it could be good and like i like matt smith even when matt smith is in bad things i like him in the bad thing yeah like when i was subjected myself to the to the torture of morbius i felt like even though matt smith was hamming it up and chewing the scenery like no one else i was like at least my friend matt smith is here (laughs) (laughs) uh speak i will say the the best part hands down of this trailer to me is the shot with Matt Smith on a horse in his Final Fantasy Dragoon armor. Yeah, for sure. It is incredible. I had to go back and like pause it and look at it and just like pour over it. It is incredible. It is some of the coolest fantasy armor that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, he's he looked cool. His helm was amazing. I hope he's around for a while in the show. Because I'll probably lose interest if he gets killed off really fast. Yeah. Uh, the I lizard, who wrote this. The lizard's in here from Spider-Man. Oh, really? Uh, who wrote it? 
Yeah, because it's like they're they're just working. This is like fan fiction. This is all this is, is fan it's fan fiction. Yeah, it is. So this is the fanfic, a fanfic. I'll watch it. I'll watch this dragon show. I'll check it out. I'll say I'll give it like a couple episodes. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, we have a red band trailer for Halloween Ends. I this was uh, I just go. We're still making these. That that's that's my input on this. We're still making these. But you say you have a lot to talk about. I have a lot to talk about with Halloween. All right. We'll we'll go ahead and give your rant. Okay, so Halloween 1, 1977, or 79, directed by John Carpenter. John Carpenter is, in my opinion, maybe the best horror director ever in the history of the genre. Uh, And that's because he invented a bunch of different genres. Like, the first Halloween is really good. It's it's invented the slasher movie genre, unless you think Psycho did, which is fair. Like, maybe Psycho did, but Halloween... Definitely set off the the eighties slasher movie race, you know, because like Friday the Thirteenth is a ripoff of Halloween, you know, and so on and on it goes. But then there's all of these sequels. There's the Halloween Two, which is like it doesn't really like Laurie's only in the first couple minutes and she's like comatose the whole time and it it's not very good. I don't like it. And then Halloween 3, they were like, well, these movies were supposed to be anthology series originally. That's what John Carpenter wanted. So let's try and make an anthology one. Only they didn't advertise it like that. So everyone went to see Halloween 3 and Michael Myers isn't in it. And everyone got really mad because the plot is really, really weird. It's like this like Celtic curse with these masks and this like company called, uh, I think it's like, lucky clover mask company or something and they make these masks that like are supposed to like create child sacrifice it's terrible uh but it's terrible in maybe kind of a fun way like a mystery science theater way Hmm. so then they're like after that is the return of michael myers because they're like we goofed up with that everyone wanted to see michael myers when they went to see these movies in the in the mid to late 90s going into the the early 2000s we had a couple different ones there was this one that was like i think it was called resurrection and it was all of these guys in in like a real world type thing where there's like webcams and stuff but it was the myers house and like he was killing people and it was like very much of the time yes that's what it sounds like yeah like reality tv version and then rob zombie came in and he's like i'm gonna make my version of these Halloween sequels. I'm going to make a remake of Halloween. And the Rob Zombie Halloween is maybe the worst remake ever by the least talented filmmaker who ever made a remake. Ever. And it misses the point of everything in the John Carpenter one. And it does the cardinal sin of... uh, I'm going to quote my cousin here. The cardinal sin of horror movie sequels is where you try and give the the monster a backstory so <laughs> rob zombie's like trying to make michael myers have this like backstory and look maybe sympathetic but that's michael myers is never supposed to be sympathetic none of these other movies have done that and they just understand this so uh david gordon green and danny mcbride in 2015 or whatever were like we are gonna make our own little Halloween trilogy. And it's going to erase all of the sequels from existing. So uh, 
Halloween 2018 takes place in 2018, and in the in that one, nothing, none of those other movies happened. So uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Laurie, uh, kind of turns into like a prepper after after what happens to her in the first one, and they sort of set up like this. That she's got this like trap house, like Home Alone. Right, I, I, you've talked about that, yeah. I feel like they didn't deliver on it, and uh. I was disappointed in that movie. And then, uh, but there was a cool dynamic with Jamie Lee Curtis and her daughter was Judy Greer, and Judy Greer had a daughter, and it's like they were like all very different characters, and they had a good dynamic together. But then in Halloween Kills, which is the second one from from earlier, I think that came out at the beginning of this or at the last year. 2021 but they they killed judy greer in that one and it's like you you again you're doing the bad things that the old ones did where you don't understand where the power lies in your dynamics with your characters they killed judy greer in that one and it's like well now what are you going to do in the third one because all that's left is jamie lee curtis and she's just going to fight michael again like you needed the family dyn- like the point of that one was the family coming together to fight him and and now it's just back to square one again. So, like, I under it was a noble intent for them to erase all of the bad sequels from canon of David Gordon Green and Danny McBride, two people who I like, because they made Pineapple Express, and I love Pineapple Express. But I just feel like it, in an attempt to subvert all of the old sequels, they again made the same kind of sequels, you know. So it's just don't make sequels to these kind of movies is my thesis. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I mean, I guess these make money. Like, I guess that's why they keep making them. I just go, why? Why? Who is still wanting this? Who's asking for this? Well, it's the same as any legacy sequel, like Blade Runner twenty forty nine, or uh, movies that bring back the original cast twenty years later, thirty years later. It's the same vein of that. It's just a different genre. Yeah, I just uh, I just don't care. I just yeah. don't care for it. Thanks. Yeah, no, Netflix. I just I like old John Carpenter movies, and like the charm of the first one is that it's from the seventies, and yeah, it had never been done before, really. Yeah, it's lost its allure. It's lost its sheen. It doesn't have the charm of John Carpenter. Yeah. Sorry. Bye. Yep. Uh, we have a tra- a second trailer here for Don't Worry, Darling. Yeah, this is the Florence Pugh movie directed by Olivia Wilde. Mm-hmm. A 1950s housewife living with her husband in a utopian experimental community begins to worry that his glamorous company may be hiding disturbing secrets. So this one, this is a pretty uh, uh, trippy trailer, I would say. Man, it's it's it looks wild. It looks even wilder than the first one. Uh, it the looks first trailer, Olivia Wilde. Oh, I see what you did there. This is Olivia Wilde. Um, yeah, this is, uh, it's Chris Pine week too, cause it's got Chris Pine in it. Yep. Um, he's in it. Harry Styles, Gemma mm-hmm. Chan, Nick Kroll. Yeah, there's a bunch of people in this. I, I still want to see this, but I'm just like, where's this going to take me? I got Florence Pugh wrapping her face in saran wrap and just uh-huh. looks awful. Like so, some of this is a very disturbing looking, you know? Yeah. So far, so far, I have not seen a bad movie with Florence Pugh in it. Oh yeah, that's a good point. So I want to watch it and see. Yeah, it's I think Princess Irulan. Oh, that's that's of all of the cool things, like, because I love I love Florence Pugh. Obviously, yeah, she's, she's great. She's great. She's great. Of all of the cool things to be in, Dune is the coolest. Oh yeah. And then 
she's got that cool voice. She's got like that smoky voice, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And Irulan narrates Dune. You know, she narrates the book, so is she gonna be talking a lot and saying cool things? I hope so. Yeah. I just I want it. I want it all. Uh this movie looks cool though. I I wanna see it, but I think we'll definitely Steph will watch it so she can let us know. Yeah, for sure. Let us let us know. Now here we got something that's teetering, teetering on on a knife's edge here. A TV show called National Treasure. Yes, the that National Treasure. National Treasure: colon, Edge of History. Yep. Uh, Jesse Morales, a twenty-year-old dreamer, sets off on an exploration to discover the mystery of her family history, and with the help of her friends, seeks to recover historical lost treasure. Anytime someone says they're a dreamer, I just think of that line in Scrubs. Are you an idiot? No, sir, I'm a dreamer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so the only really, I think the only returning cast member is Justin Bartha, who was like the funny sidekick to Nicolas Cage. Yeah. I just think this could be, has the potential to be real bad and not very believable because I go like, I'm a parent. Okay. Am I going to create all these like, maps and clues for my kids to follow for some reason that like what is the point i don't know this i don't know that this works i just don't know that this works maybe you should try it and see if they pick up on it and follow the clues i will say this my kids do love these scavenger hunts that really aaron creates them but like we send them on these scavenger hunts with the clues and stuff and they do love it like my even cyrus is like I want to do that treasure hunt like we did last year for my birthday. I was like, okay. So in mere seconds, you proved that you do, in fact, do this. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's not for something serious. Yes, you did. You set up a secret little map to the uh, Constitution, which has the map on the back. And you're setting your sons up to be, or your son up to be Indiana Jones. And your daughters are going to be uh, Laura Croft. And it's... You've got it all mapped out, their entire futures, and you're just jealous that this show stole your idea. How dare you, sir? Disney. How dare you? I'm turning to Gandalf there. No, I, I don't know, man. I don't know about this. I'm, like, super skeptical about this. Yeah, because there's no Nicolas Cage. What's the point? Yeah, no Nick Cage, man. I mean, Maybe he makes a cameo. National Treasure 2 wasn't even good. That's true. Forgettable. I don't even remember it. Like, what did I, they even steal? I don't know. I, the only thing I remember is that Ed Harris was in it. You know, stop making National Treasure and make a dang Carmen Sandiego, like, live action. Yeah, with Anna Diarmas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there it is. It, look, <laughs> this sells itself. Well, 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 Ben, what are they going to start with? Uh, obviously, she steals the pyramids. Okay. Yeah, obviously. Like, you ever seen it? Hey, you ever seen anybody do that in a movie? Of course you haven't. No. Okay, because it's absurd. She's the greatest thief of all time. Who else can steal the the Great Pyramids of Giza? Nobody. Only Carmen Sandiego. You say, well, how does she do that? Figure it out. Be creative. You can write it. There's talented writers. You want me to write it? How about I write it? They should find. What? They should hire Waldo to track her down. From where's Waldo? They should have a Waldo cameo. Absolutely, have a Waldo cameo. That would be great. Ha- have a have an Ocean's team cameo. Like, have Danny Ocean show up. All the thieves from different movies. Yeah, all the thieves. She should have, like, yeah, they should hire a team of thieves to catch her and they all fail. Yeah, she's the greatest thief of all time. Mm -hmm. I'd rather watch that than this. Uh, Absolutely. 100%. Anna Diarmas. 
yep. sells itself. And the Armas. All right. So we probably won't watch this. Okay. Uh, something we will watch. Dude, second trailer for Prey. Oh, th- this, everything, every time we see, we touch this, every time we touch it, it looks better and butter. Yep. So also they just showed this movie at San Diego Comic-Con. The whole thing? Yeah. They, they did a screening of it and it got a standing ovation and uh, Amber, Amber Midthunder came out. And people were like screaming and going crazy for how good she really? was. Okay, let me let me ask you this, Nick. Is this one of those times, one of those things where something is way better than it has any right to be, and it's not given the place, the prestige, prestige, the release that it deserves? It's coming out on Hulu. Like, give me a break. It's coming out on Hulu. Yeah. This deserves like better don't you think of course i mean the trailer for this is better than the entire shane black the predator movie from 2018 yeah yeah like, shane black bless him makes a good original movie but the man cannot adapt franchise work yeah and yeah. uh just i think just because he's an actor in the first predator is the only reason he made that oh okay he's the guy with the glasses oh okay yeah okay but uh the first Predator is great, obviously. That's one of my favorite movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, Predators with Adrian Brody is cool. But that's yeah. pretty much, like, until until this. Like, there's a lot of bad Predator stuff. There's a lot of bad Predator stuff. That's right. Yeah. Alien vs. This... Predator Requiem. What? Oh, one of the oof. worst things ever seen by my eyes. Oh, woof. This uh, I just can't believe how good this looks, and I'm just like, how is this coming out on Hulu? This is better than it has any right to looks better than it has any right to be. I do appreciate that it's easy for me to watch because it's on Hulu. Yeah, no, I can't wait for this, dude. Yep, looks so good. Um, and then the last thing we have here is a trailer for I Am Groot, which is a five episode like mini series, I guess. Yeah, or James stick. Gunn just made five shorts about Groot yeah. adventures, and I don't think they're like. I don't think they're supposed to fit into the canon of anything. They're just little group so. cartoons that are live action. Yeah, they're like video game cutscene cartoons. Yeah, so they're just little shorts about Groot, uh, like little comedy shorts, and it just seems fun. I'm gonna oh, watch yeah. it. it. Looks it looks great and fun, and uh, and they're shorts, and so it's like you can just consume this very quick. Yep, I think Rocket's in it too. Oh, Rocket. So that'll be fun. Uh, that's, uh, that's probably coming out on Disney Plus, I assume, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's it, folks. That, that was the Adele Dezimp trailer. That uh, that about does it. Yep. And, we did and not, that brings us to... Yeah, we did not ask a question last week, or two weeks ago, so we don't have any trailer mailers. No trailer mailers. But we have we, nothing. We, do, we did ask a question this week, so next week you can answer our questions times by... Following uh, following us on Instagram at Trailer Blazers Podcast, or emailing us at trailerblazerspod at gmail dot com. If you want to know when a new episode drops, you can follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers. But don't try and contact us there because we don't check the notifications, and we never will. If you're feeling generous, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, which is still the best way for the show to gain traction. And if you do that, Quick Minky's gonna uh, tell you what happens. 
Yeah, I'll tell you what happens, Busy. You give us that five-star rating on there, that helps us, and we, and that'll get us out to San Diego Comic-Con next year, Busy. Never been out west, and we get out there. And maybe we set up a booth. If we get enough sponsorships, we set up a booth. Quick Mickey will have his own bar stool and a microphone, and I can sit there and record voicemails for people on their phones. They hand me their phone, and I'll record a voicemail greeting for them. And who doesn't want that? I mean, that's fun and wacky. We're just goofing. You know, everybody loves to goof. And, uh, and you, you know, life can be very challenging and serious. And every once in a while, you just need to have a little bit of goofing. And that's that. Thank you, Quick Mickey. Effervescent, reticulated, resplendent, as always. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and only John Carpenter can make a sequel of me. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, and I am going to find a treasure map that leads me to Matt Smith's Panzer Dragoon, Final Fantasy Dragoon armor, one day. Happy Trailsers. games one quarter portion of the show uh, we have not played any video games nope although uh, i've but... been considering buying stardew valley oh it is fun jess has been playing it non-stop and i'm watching it and i'm like oh, i kind of want to play this and then i was like i should get it on my laptop so i can play it on the plane when i go to scotland oh there you go the music's great man the music gives you feels yeah, I like it. Yeah. I hear the music in my head sometimes. <laughs> I think I'll buy that, and then I'll play that. Yeah. That'll be good. Um, I have... Uh, I'm trying to think of what I'm going to play now. I'm getting clo- I'm still uh, somewhat closer, I think, to beating <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, but I, d- I don't know. Uh, I've got all these free games. You know, I got so many free games through, you know, uh, Epic Game Store and playstation i just there's there's nothing there's not a shortage of anything to play just uh time to play actually and i will say this i'm not gonna play any video games until i get done with my costumes for dragon con i have to finish these costumes that's smart at the last minute of course because like you know i'm an idiot so doing everything at the last minute here cool cool um one piece of news we got this week is uh cd project red stock ain't what it used to be folks it's worth a lot less than it used to be yeah well cyberpunk 2077 was not a good time for them no it wasn't uh so they are worth about a quarter of what it was before cyberpunk 2077 and you know what you should have done is uh make a good game (laughs) well now they're making another witcher game so Uh, they'll bounce back i assume witcher 3 is better than 99.99 percent of existing games so they'll bounce back with their next one I need some sort of like AI to redo the main story for Cyberpunk 2077 and just like, let me play that. And make it third person and make it so that it's way more interactable with the world. Yeah. And also keep it like, keep the story in the real world instead of going to like the digital mess. And I don't want to do that. No, I don't either. I want it to be in the real, I want it to be on the streets and that sort of thing. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. 
Uh, we have two new new trailers. One is for RoboCop Rogue City. I, this is weird that this is getting made, but uh, I guess you have people that are passionate about RoboCop. So the, there's two things that struck me about this. Number one, this game has more production value than any RoboCop movie. <laughs> and number two, RoboCop is a, is a satire. And it's like, yeah. is this... Is this like RoboCop 3 where it's taking itself seriously or is this in itself satire that I'm not picking up on yet because it's so early in development? Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, like to what tone are they going for? Yeah, that's important with RoboCop because he's... It's not like... You're not supposed to take RoboCop seriously as like an action movie. No, you're not. It's um, Paul Verhoeven. It's Paul Verhoeven <laughs> movie. <laughs> It's, uh, Detroit takes him seriously. Come on. Yeah. They have a statue. So that is, I don't know when this is coming out. Uh, if it ever comes out. Yeah, I have no idea. No. Uh, there is a tra- a an announcement trailer for Kirby's Dream Buffet, which is basically a Marble Madness game with mini games. Yeah, it's a Kirby um, Marble game. It's- it's a it's a Kirby Super Monkey Ball. Yeah, pretty much. It just made me want to play Fusion Frenzy, the demo that came with Halo. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't want to play this game. Uh, I would not buy this game. Me neither. <laughs> I love Kirby, but I don't I want to play this game. How old are you? Uh, I played the Fusion Frenzy demo on the Halo game. <laughs> How old are you? Uh, I played. What was the game that you got when you bought Halo Two? The cop, you're like a cop in the future, and you jump around on buildings. Uh, robot voice, you know. Crackdown. Yeah, that game. Uh, I'm older than that. She always knows the games. She knows the games, folks. Okay, well, I got nothing left. You got anything left? Not a thing. Uh, well, I'm Ben Moon, and I'm worth about a quarter of what I uh, used to be worth. And uh, happy trailsers. And I'm Nick Kelly, and I got shot out a window by Ed Two O Nine. Happy trailers. And if you've ever played Fallout games, Armageddon is probably the best one. Uh, it is the best one.